Good thing you uh, braved the weather to come out. Well done. It's supposed to get a lot colder tonight from what I understand. Just kind of an encouraging word there. <laughs> so we're heading into the new year. This is kind of an interesting time. Happy New Year's Eve, right? We're heading into the new year. Uh, as you well know, some parts of the world have already gone across the line, right? The first ones to go across the line this morning at 5 o'clock were New Zealand, Samoa Islands, Christmas Islands, possibly New Zealand, yeah. Yeah, 10 o'clock just a few minutes ago it was Tokyo and Seoul. Anyhow, we have to wait till tonight. So it's kind of a funny thing how it comes. But the thought of a, the new year, in a sense, just another day, right? But there's sort of this entrance exit thing going on. And the months are kind of interesting. The months, our calendar comes from the Roman calendar, right? Julius Caesar tweaked it in what, BC 46. And one of the months are named after him, Julius, would be July. And then later on, his great nephew, Augustus Caesar, named after. August, right? We're there so far. But January. January is a neat month. January comes from the uh, Latin word Januarius. It comes from a, a Roman god, Janus. Janus, the Roman god of windows and doors. Isn't that interesting? That was the false Roman god. was often de- depicted with the head that looked both ways, looked forward and backward. So there is kind of, hmm, got a couple of those. There is a little bit of re- reflection to January, you're looking both forward and backward, and we're going to kind of focus on a little bit of that forward and backward thinking this morning as we progress. But as a small child, right, New Year's Eve doesn't mean very much. You can't really stay up that late, and if you do, you're, you have no idea what's really going on. And then you get a little bit older, and you kind of get maybe excited and a little sentimental, and you want to make resolutions, and maybe you want to go to New York and stand for two days in the cold and not pee so you can watch the ball drop. And there's all kinds of things that happen. But as you get older, it gets a little bit more contemplative, but hopefully not cynical, but you start to realize that this is just another one. This is just another day, in a sense, because life is sort of cyclical. And Solomon, in Ecclesiastes 1.9, said as much when he said, what has been will be again. What has been done will be done again. There is nothing new under the sun. So that can either be depressing or that can be encouraging, depending if you believe in a God who's in control, a sovereign God who's in control, that he's going to make sure that it continues on. It's not you that's in control. It's ultimately God. Now, there's two events in life that don't repeat themselves, right? Our birth date and our death date don't repeat themselves. But we're responsible for what happens in the middle. We're responsible for managing ourselves. And more specifically, we're responsible for managing our mind. And that's why I want to encourage us this morning, as we think of managing our mind, as we think of heading into this new year, out of the old, into the new, there's three things I want you to kind of meditate on, is to reflect on the past with appreciation, right? There's been some things that you can be appreciative for. It could have been tough. But to look forward to the future with really hopeful anticipation, uh, in the mental health field that I work, people that lack hope, lack a future, lack any kind of peace, so hopeful anticipation for the future, but at the same time, to live in the moment with gratitude, and that's difficult to do because the busyness of life sometimes can get us all wrapped around the axle, and we end up being sort of anxious about the present and the future and not really celebrating the past. So if you're new to this church, this will be new to you, but we as a church have been through a lot over the nearly 50 years that we've been here. We have been through a lot. We've been through good times. We've been through hard times. More recently, in the past couple years, 
we went through some pretty tough times. It wasn't the first and probably won't be the last, but it also wasn't the first time that we experienced the grace of God to go through what we went through, to go through the hard times. But look where we are now. We're in a good place now, very good place now. We're very mission-focused, right? Taking the, the gospel outside of the walls. Jesus didn't create us to be a little cellular unit. He created the church to be his representatives on the earth. We're doing that much more intentionally now. We're very connection-minded. We're connecting with both new folks that are coming in. We're also connecting with folks that maybe were sitting here and kind of just kind of drifted into the chairs, weren't very connected. So we're being much more connected in our, in, in our efforts. And then we also have a strong leadership. The eldership is strong. The pastor is strong. We brought Stephanie here, and she brought her husband. I mean, how nice it was her to bring her husband with us. So we've got some really stable leadership. And so we're really in a good place. That's a good thing. But it's not always the same, right? Because we have been through hard times and we are now in good place. So it's, it's appreciating the fact of where you've been, appreciating the fact of where you are, and looking forward to where we're going to be at the same time. All, like, all at the same time. So how many New Year's Eve have you been through? Don't answer me. It could be sort of incriminating. I've been through 60 of them, and I remember everyone like they were yesterday. And if you know me well enough, I don't remember what happened yesterday, so it's not true. <laughs> but we've all been through a lot. We've all had good times. We've all suffered. Uh, Solomon says in Ecclesiastes, there's going to be a time for laughter. There's a time for tears. There's a time for dancing. There's a time for mourning. There's a time for all that. And so it's not strange. It doesn't feel comfortable. I'm personally right now, I'm going through a rather difficult spot in my life. I've got some things going on with me. God has taken some things away from me that are pretty near and dear to me. And he's left some things in my life that I really wish weren't left there. And so I'm not liking what I'm going through right now, but I've been here before. Not the same details. The details are different, but I've been through a hard place before. And I know that sometimes life is just hard, so I need to really hang on to God as I go through these harder times. And I need to know God before I can make him known to others. I need to really know have a personal intimacy with God. And then truly knowing God allows us to celebrate the past and the present and to look forward to the future. Isaiah is a great prophet, and he wrote of the children of Israel, but I think the text could easily apply to us. So I'll read this as you follow along in the screen, Isaiah 63. He said, I will recount the steadfast love of the Lord, the praises of the Lord, according to all that the Lord has granted us, and the great goodness to the house of Israel that he has granted them according to his compassion, according to the abundance of his steadfast love. For he said, surely they are my people, children who will not deal falsely. And he became their savior. And all their afflictions, he was afflicted. And all their affliction, he was afflicted. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. I mean, we could say amen to that as applying to us as well. In our affliction, he too is afflicted. It doesn't feel like that in the moment. The angel of his presence saved them. The fact that God in his grace protects us. God intervenes in our testing. And God shows up in our trials. He's very close to us during those times when we are feeling our weakest. And all this is for the purpose of teaching us how to handle real life. 
So we learn to get back up and keep going and keep going on this cyclical life rhythm so I can live in the present, live in the moment with gratitude because it is cyclical. So we don't feel very good when we get kicked down. An interesting nature metaphor to that, and maybe you know the life of a giraffe. Why am I talking about giraffes? Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a story here. The mother giraffe holds that calf in there about 15 months, and you thought your pregnancy was a long time. And then the calf is about 150 pounds. Whoa. But the calf drops six feet down. You know the old spread your legs, can't go that far? Drop six feet down because the calf is about six feet tall. Boom, hits the ground, smack. And then the mother kind of nurtures it and licks it and does all those things. And then the calf is, the uh, giraffe is a pretty powerful front legs. Boom, she kicks the calf, goes skidding across the savannah, getting the calf to stand. Because a baby giraffe who's not standing is lunch meat for the hyenas. And so that calf gets kicked pretty soon after it's born to stand up. And once the calf feebly gets on his legs, what does the mother do? Boom, kicks him down again. So they learn how to stand up again. And this goes on and on. So within the first hour, that calf is standing. By the end of the first day, that calf is running. But the mother has encouraged the process by kicking the calf down on a few occasions to get him to stand back up. Well, there's a lot of interesting life metaphors out of that. But not the least of which is we go through times when we're kicked down. We go through trials. We go through testing. God is just equipping us as we progress towards holiness. Not better than somebody else, but looking more and more like Jesus. And so when we get kicked down, it's for the purpose of standing back up. Because we live in a world that's been sullied by sin. And so we are then exposed to some of the effects of sin. Not controlled by it, but we're exposed to that. But we're not the only ones going through tough places. Everybody goes through tough places. I spend my days in my office listening to people going through tough places. So it's very universal. I shared this before from the pulpit, I'm sure. I'll share it again. About a year after we lost the battle with our daughter, and I was sharing the life battle with our daughter, and I was sharing this with a friend sitting in a boat, and I have to sanitize the story to make sure it's appropriate for the church. I was sharing with him my heart and kind of pouring out to him, and he just stopped me cold because he didn't have the capacity to listen. He said, Tim, I don't mean to demean your situation of, of your daughter, but that kind of stuff happens all the time. And his comments were absolutely inappropriate, but they were absolutely spot on because that kind of stuff does happen all the time. As we notice the cyclical pattern of life, we will go through tough times, and we will come out the other side. But in the meantime, it doesn't feel good. It feels like we just got kicked down to the ground. There's a verse in 1 Corinthians. It's not on the screen. Paul talks about temptations. And I don't think I'm taking too much liberty when I say that same verse could be applied to trials or testing. He says, no temptation has overcome you that is not common to man, but God is faithful. He's not going to allow you to be tempted beyond that you're able to handle it. I think we could put the same word in there as testing. In trials, no testing or no trial has overtaken you, but it's common to man. You know what? God is faithful. He's not going to let you be tried or tested beyond what you can handle. But with every trial and every temptation and every testing, he's going to provide you a way of escape so you can endure it. 
So the stuff that's happening to you now, it may be unique to you, but it's common to all folks. And God is faithful. You will endure it. You will endure it. I will endure my journey. You will endure yours. Solomon Ecclesiastes goes on to say in uh, chapter 3, verse 15, kind of the same thing but expanding on the previous verse. What is happening now has happened before. And what will happen in the future has happened before. Because God makes the same things happen over and over again. Again, that's either depressing or that's encouraging, depending on your worldview. If you've got your life in your hands and you own it, that's depressing. But if you understand the fact that Jesus, as our, your Savior, our Savior, has things covered for us, it's encouraging. To quote the old Persian adage, this too shall pass. So Matthew Henry is a commentator on that verse. He made these comments. The world, he said, as it has been, is, and will be, constant in inconstancy. Yes, I did say that word correctly. Inconstancy. See, Proverbs 16, 9 says, we make plans, but God directs our steps. So praise God for his constancy in directing our steps. So even though we live in this crazy world filled with inconstancy, God is sovereign. God is sovereign, directing our steps with grace and with mercy. And we can celebrate that this new year. Is understanding no matter where we are now, we will get through it, and we will get through the cycle because it just keeps coming. God keeps it going around and around. Our little granddaughter, oldest granddaughter, Ruthie Lynn, who's what, two and a half-ish, something like that? She, the, our house is laid out such that there's sort of a path, as some houses are, you can kind of run around. And she'll run around that path. She'll run around that path again and again, each time as if it's the first time. And she might fall down, do a header up against the wall. She'll get up and she'll just keep running around. Or I'll pick her up and I'll tickle her and I'll put her back down. She'll just keep running around. It's kind of a metaphor for life, isn't it? Sometimes I'm going to fall down and sometimes I'm going to get tickled. But it's all going to be, I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep going. I've got to keep going around. Weep when it's time to weep. Laugh when it's time to laugh. Reflect on the past with appreciation. Reflect on the past with appreciation. Look forward to the future with hopeful anticipation. And live in the moment with gratitude. Those are easy words to roll off my lips. They're easy words to hear. But to really practice them, it's a different thing. Because it's so easy to get caught up in a rat race. To get caught up even in the joys or the challenges. But to realize, you know what? There is nothing new. This cycle just keeps cycling through. End the new year. End the old year. Look forward to the new year. But appreciate the fact that it's going around and around. And God has not left us. No matter what you're going through right now, God has not left you. Live in the moment with gratitude. So hopefully your plans tonight are safe. Hopefully they're fun. Hopefully they're warm. Tomorrow there is a, a polar bear swim that in Waterville that one of our 
uh, demented uh, members does every year. And M Mr. Mark Bullis and his family, every year I say I'm going to do it, but I've yet to do it. But one of these years I'll do it. So tomorrow at 2.30, Mark, right, we can be in the water at, at Maumee. It's a, it's a lovely little time to, together. Doesn't know if it's water anymore. We're gonna, what, you'll feel like you've been kicked down like the giraffe, and then you'll get back up. It'll all be fine. So I'm going to cut this message short because it's kind of, I just wanted to hit you hard and then go away with those thoughts so that you can live in gratitude because you don't have to keep your sugar-filled kids calm down anymore. So let's stand together, and we'll pray together as the band comes up. And then we'll worship together for a while this morning. Give us a little more time to worship. Father God, thank you for allowing us to be in this space. Thank you for carrying us through the challenges that we've been through. Thank you for the great place that we're in right now. It's super encouraging to be here, God. We never want to forget the fact that it's only because of you that we're here. And we are here because of you, and we are here for you. So, God, we only exist because of you. It's the breath in our lungs are yours. Father, we thank you for loving us. Thank you for dying for us. Thank you for being the center of our worship. So God, tonight as we have fun and we party and whatever we do tonight, God, that we would leave this year and enter the new year looking both backwards and forwards. You are the God of new beginnings. In Jesus' name, amen.